It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for the program, the Executive Director of Radio Talking Book, Jane Nielsen. Good afternoon. We have a special guest in studio today, Kathy Paholsky. Nice, Jane. Not too bad, huh? Yes. And this will also be my last interview, so I'm excited about that since I'm retiring. And we've done over, we've done one of these every week for five years or so, so that's a lot of interviews. And I think we've brought good information to our listeners, and I'm excited about the information that you are going to share, Kathy, about the art of aging. I met Kathy about five years ago at the men's meeting, Midlands Elder Care Network, and I had heard a lot about the, the meeting from a mutual friend, Sarah, and I had never gone because it didn't fit the job that I had. But the minute I started working at Radio Talking Book, I knew that was a meeting that I needed to go to. And thanks to your organization and several others, it has really helped Radio Talking Book grow and get more radios out into the hands of our listeners across Nebraska. So thank you very much for that, Kathy. Well, thank you, Jane, and thank you for your contributions uh, to this realm uh, and and on your retirement. I mm-hmm. wish you the very best with all of that. And thanks for inviting me to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked, I think, late summer about getting you in. And so um, COVID kind of threw a, uh, what does, what do you throw into it? Wrench. COVID threw a wrench into things there for a while, but we're back up and running. So first off, I like our listeners to learn a little bit more about our guest. We're guests in their living room. And so share as much or as little as you'd like to about yourself for our listeners. Absolutely, Jane. Um, I'll start way back at the beginning. I was born in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, adopted just 10 days later through Catholic Charities by two extraordinary human beings. Um, My parents, just amazing people. Uh, inspirational comes to mind, truly. Uh, Raised in Council Bluffs, I have two brothers and a sister. I graduated from St. Albert High School in 1983, graduated from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in 1987, uh, and I'm currently using all of that education, uh, serving as the producer host of a statewide television program, professional piano player, and of course, the founder of The Art of Aging Incorporated. I'm married, I have two daughters, a stepson and a stepdaughter, And when I'm not working, I love to go on long walks, play tennis, ride our tandem bike, and just spend time with family. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Uh, I have a daughter in Des Moines, and her husband's in radio in Des Moines. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like there's connections everywhere we go. Yes. So tell our listeners what the art of aging does. All right, absolutely. As you know, life is a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the road to the art of aging, Inc. has been an adventure, uh, one filled with opportunities to learn, grow, and most importantly, give back. Uh, I've been a television news producer, a standardized patient, development and fundraising consultant, director of public relations for a nonprofit senior care management team, a public speaking team member, long-term care navigator, resource facilitator for individuals with brain injuries, a diehard volunteer, and a caregiver to both of my parents. Now, your listeners may be wondering, how on earth uh, did she arrive here? And I, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. Um, and when I look back on my life and all of the opportunities and experiences that I've had, it makes sense now to me that I would have 
you know, the broadcast background, the communication background, um, that I would have worked in senior care management where I was actually boots on the ground. Uh, Brain Injury Alliance of Nebraska certainly taught me quite a bit uh, about people, um, especially those who have gone through uh, a life-changing uh, event. And so um, I sit here in front of you today uh, pretty humbled, actually, um, thankful for all the experiences that I've had and the people I've met along the way. Um, and it, it clicks. It makes sense now as to uh, why I would be here talking with you on behalf of um, all of our colleagues and the older adults and their families that we serve. Uh, the Art of Aging, Inc. was established in 2010. I actually carried the name over from a live one-hour weekly radio program I created and produced in 2009. Uh, that program ran for five years. The mission at the Art of Aging, Inc. is to encourage independence and peace of mind by informing, educating, and celebrating you. That's our mission, and I am mindful of that every day. Uh, Jane, we do that really five ways. We are uh, long-term care navigation is the first. Um, so listeners, uh, who especially those who, who've been through um, something uh, very difficult in their lives, when you are suspecting that you're going to need long-term care, right, you literally step emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of those things into what we call a maze. And you know what it's like to step into a maze. It's very confusing. Um, people kind of start to panic. They tend to get reactive. They emotionally check out. And really, I guess as a result of all of that, they want to take the shortest path possible to get from point A to point B. And while in the short term, that seems like a pretty good idea, um, in the long run, it costs them more than they would ever know. So really what I try to do in, in long-term care navigation especially is to get people to understand the importance of finding perspective, that you actually have to take time up front, take two steps back and say, okay, where am I really right now? They don't have to like being there, but where am I and where do I need to go? It's like, it's like goal setting, right? You, you figure out what's your hoped outcome, and then you have to kind of create an outline in terms of how it is that you're going to arrive there. And that's really what long-term care navigation is about. It's serving as a resource for people to be able to gently remind them, I know it feels like your life is just, you know, uh, coming to a complete halt right now, um, and maybe it is, but the reality is you can get through it. You just have to have that perspective. And so if you can find somebody um, who is a problem solver and understands that that's really what needs to happen and walk with them, then, then I think you found uh, the answer to trying to get to the other side. So that's the first element of the art of aging. Public speaking is another arm to what we do. Um, I'm a big fan of effective and consistent communication in any realm, especially the older adult realm, because that whole adage of you don't know what you don't know Mm. right, comes into play here. And what I've found working with older adults and their families the last couple of decades is it, it hits them, they have that oh crap moment, and then it's like, oh no. And what do we do when we arrive there? We emotionally check out. Mm -hmm. And so for our listeners, I, I just want you all to know um, that Jane and I work with some pretty extraordinary human beings. And half of our battle 
is not only accepting, but understanding that when you're sitting across from us, you may not be entirely there because you're thinking about the diagnosis you've just received. You're thinking about the fall that your loved ones just had. And so our challenge, um, and I'll even call it an opportunity, is to be able to recognize that, know where you are, meet you where you are in your journey, and then be able to say, okay, here's what we can do. So along those lines, public speaking then becomes so important because if you can understand and identify with your audience, audience is number one, you can find out what topics are relevant to those people, and then you go ahead and play into that. So if someone approaches me about a topic and I know about it, great. I'm more than happy to go and, and visit with them, their group, whatever the case may be. But if I don't have the answer, if I'm not an expert on that topic, then Jane, I would go to somebody like you. Mm -hmm. If you were an expert and say, hey, Jane, could you help us out with this? Because these people are really wanting to know more about Radio Talking Book, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not really the best person. You would be the best person. So could you help me out here? And um, we work together to get them the information. So uh, the topics run the gamut. Actually, uh, it's like I said, if I, don't, if I don't know about it, I will find somebody who does. I'm pretty resourceful in that mm -hmm. regard. Um, the most recent presentation I did was called Through the Glass, A Father-Daughter Journey Through COVID-19. That was for the Aging with Passion and Purpose Conference earlier this year. Um, I, like so many uh, older adult children, uh, went through COVID with my father um, through the glass. And... Uh, very, very difficult uh, on, on both sides of that glass, to be honest with you. Um, and so I put together a presentation for this conference, I, I think something that people could relate to um, and, you know, try to, um, to get people to understand that they weren't alone in mm -hmm. all of this. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, yeah, very difficult. Um, it had to be, to be very done. difficult because yeah. it was so fresh uh -huh. for you. Yes. But how wonderful of you to share that then with people. I took care of both of my parents yeah. and they both died at home and uh, of cancer, one in my my parents' home and one in my home. Mm -hmm. And I, so I share that all the time because for me, and I say this all the time, it was the last best gift yeah. I could give to my parents. And I wasn't alone. I had two sisters and two brothers, but... Yeah. Um, they were able to die at home, and they were young, 63 and 65. Wow. And I'm 66, so I outlived them. I'm happy. Yeah. But um, it is. And I think that personal relationship is so important because people believe you then. Mm -hmm. They know you've been through it. Yeah. Therefore, you can help them on a level that no book, no anything right. can help them. Right. It's, it's healing for everybody. And it's healing probably for you to yeah. share it. Yeah. As, as painful as it is to relive it many times. Right. But you have to. It's what is that, the first step um, in the grieving process? Mm -hmm. Acceptance. Mm -hmm. And you really do have to find your way there. And again, for your listeners, you do not have to do that alone. No. There are people out there who want very much uh, to walk with you and make sure that you're getting where you need to be. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the public speaking portion. Podcasts, uh, we do produce 20-minute segments uh, featuring individuals who provide their professional and personal perspectives on aging. We recorded uh, and posted those in May through December of 2020. Um, not surprisingly, many of the topics had a COVID angle. Uh, we hope to resume those interviews in 2022. Uh, the next, next aspect would be uh, something we call milestones in music. Uh, my daughter uh, earned... 
two degrees in college, uh, vocal performance and music entrepreneurship. I share with people when we're out in the community providing music that I've been accompanying her since uh, children's choir. Actually, she's been singing, I think, since she was born. Uh, but uh, it's an opportunity for us to be able to work together. She minored in gerontology, and she actually wanted to start off as a music therapy um, major because her hoped outcome was to work with uh, folks who have dementia through music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then after her second year of college, she broadened the, the, the scope a little bit and said, you know what, I'm going to major in vocal performance, music entrepreneurship. I can still go in and make a difference in the lives of these older adults. And that is what she and I are doing today. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going into, when it's safe, of course, and we haven't had that many opportunities, we're going into senior living communities. And again, meeting those people where they are, mm -hmm. this isn't something we put together and then we go and we perform. It's something that we ask uh, the folks in the community to say, who are, who are the people you're serving and what do they want to hear? How would they like this to look? Mm -hmm. And then we go that route. So I'm a little bit spoiled that I get to work with my daughter um, in something that we both love. Um, that has gone uh, well enough for us that we have branched out and we're, you know, doing weddings, we're doing uh, anniversaries, we're, wh whatever is worth celebrating for somebody, mm -hmm. and and they want music to be a part of that. Have you we're done funerals? We we have done funerals, yeah. yes. Yeah, um, probably not something that, that we are out there touting as much, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you're right, funerals are a celebration of life, and mm -hmm. that would be something that we could explore based on mm -hmm. uh, availability, or and dependent again, on availability. people like it's the relationship. If You're they right. know you or yep. know your daughter. No, it's a good thought. Did you see the, the special with Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga? Mm, no. You know, he has Alzheimer's. Yeah. There's a se I just watched it because I didn't know it. On 60 Minutes, there's a segment of him and how he is not present in the living room. And he walks out on stage and he is there and he is Tony Bennett singing. It is amazing. Wow. You'll have to check it out. Music is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see uh, firsthand what a song can do for mm -hmm. an individual. And you're right, Jane, they can be sitting in silence and then you start that music and it's it's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. um, the final uh, piece of The Art of Aging is blogs. Um, individuals and colleagues write about their experiences on aging and you put one of those together mm -hmm. for us um, in the summer, Jane. So uh, folks can check that out too. In addition, and we talked about giving back at the beginning, um, I like to give back uh, in terms of my time and my talent. Uh, we um, work a lot with the Aging with Passion and Purpose Conference. I'm on the planning committee and have been for years. I work with UNO's a gerontology practicum program, uh, administrators and training program. So I go and speak with aspiring assisted living administrators. And then, of course, you mentioned Midlands Elder Care Network, which is very near and dear to my heart, um, that would be a group of colleagues. The common thread for all of us is that uh, we are working in some way, shape, or form with or on behalf of older adults and their families. And I'm a little partial, uh, but a greater group of people, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find. So um, they're amazing. Mm -hmm. So those are, the, those are the different facets of the art of aging. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the senior population or the elder population, of course, the blind and visually impaired comes in. So that um, men's also uh, encompasses that group because most blindness and visual impairment is due to age-related 
diseases, diabetes, macular degeneration, as you well know. So that's why that group was so good for us, among others that I've gone to and, mm-hmm. and really helped Radio Talking Book. We tripled our listenership, over tripled our listenership in five years. Yeah, it's, you know, Jane, what I'm finding is the people, when you can connect with a group of dedicated, passionate professionals, such as Midlands Elder Care Network, you know, look, there are what we get 40, pre-COVID, we had 40 to 60 people at our monthly meetings, um, you know, and there are many more, obviously, who are signed on to it. Um, but they are doing it for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And when you, it's that ripple effect. Mm-hmm. If you touch the heart of something like that, you're right, it's bound. It's mm-hmm. bound to just go into so many different areas that you would have never expected because these are just really good people doing really mm-hmm. good stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and there's the, the disability organizations together serve. Mm-hmm. I know you're a part Dots. of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like Midlands Elder Care Network, only you're focusing on disabilities. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and again, it's made up of the organizations that serve that population, mm-hmm. which is the same with the Midlands Elder Care yeah. Network. Yeah, yeah. It, it works really well. Yeah, it really does. Um, how did COVID impact your organization, Kathy? That is a great question and a loaded one at that. And I'm sure, uh, again, your uh, listeners are probably thinking the same thing. It just, everybody was impacted in some way, shape, or form. Uh, The public speaking and music pieces were limited, as you might expect. However, as I said earlier, we utilized the podcasts and blogs to offer various perspectives of the pandemic until December of 2020. Um, It was at that time that my husband had a massive heart attack We moved my father from his assisted living home of seven years to a nursing home. And my mother-in-law was placed on hospice. Mm. All of that in one month's time. Thankfully, my husband survived. He's here with us today in the booth. Um, We did lose my mother-in-law in in late December and my father in January of this year. So I was a bit lost for a while. Mm -hmm. And I am still working on finding my way back it's a process. It really is. A, and it's so, you get in the thick of it, don't you? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I will share with people, here I was going over to visit with my dad through the glass every day because I thought I was really helping him find purpose. And then when I lost him and I got lost, it's like, oh my gosh, he was really helping me find purpose. Mm-hmm. The craziest thing, you know, mm-hmm. and when you realize that it's... um. It's probably good. It's probably healthy, but it's heartbreaking at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, because that reality that they're gone mm-hmm. really, uh, mm-hmm. really hits, really hits home. Mm-hmm. So, in any in, of it, in yeah. odd ways, and you never know it, but can blindside you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of lots of different ways. I was grocery shopping in a small town in Iowa, and it was it must have been like May or June of nineteen ninety five. And I was um, just going up and down the aisles getting groceries, and I here came the card aisle, and it's like, oh yeah, Father's Day's coming up. So I'm looking. It. I looked at several Father's Day cards before it hit me that my dad was gone. He was alive at the last Father's Day. He was not alive, and I started bawling in the in the aisle, mm-hmm. and I couldn't pick out a card for my father-in-law. And I went home and I said, I'm sorry, you'll have to get your dad's card. I was the one that did all that stuff, and totally blindsided. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine standing there and reading two or three cards and then it hitting you? Yeah. I mean, like, where was my head? It was shopping. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And everybody has those moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
They're tough. Were you able to talk to your dad then, like on the phone mm-hmm. through the glass so oh, you could yeah, hear his yeah. voice? No, the, I, I can't thank the staff who so, so accommodating, um, abided by the rules, of course, um, but so accommodating. My father lived on the third floor of his assisted living community, and they brought him down every day. Now, except when they were in quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. There were those times where they had to, the residents had to be in their apartments, but when they didn't have to be, um, actually when they did, uh, they would go up to my father's room and actually help him stand to be at the window so that I could give him a wave from the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then he might be on the phone talking to me. Uh-huh. Um, he couldn't stand for long periods of time, but at least we had that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would call them. It was like a ritual. I would call them every day and say, I'm on my way over. I'm going to be there in about 20 minutes. Okay, we'll have your dad down at the window for you. And then they would provide him with a cell phone and we would talk that way. Um, various glasses. Uh, I think we talked through four different windows, uh, five different windows, a couple sets of glass doors before all was said and done because, you know, uh, he had to move around a little bit uh, mm-hmm. because of, you know, some of the spatial things and, and so forth. Um, but you know, I can't imagine, uh, again, for, for people listening, uh, if you're even a, a staff person or no staff, how difficult that must have been mm-hmm. for those people in the senior living communities to make sure that their residents were uh, well taken care of. Um, it was a, just a very challenging time for all involved. Mm-hmm. So, no, I did, I did get to see him and I did get to talk to him. Oh, and it was, you talk about, I think we talk so much about what we missed during covid and I would say with my father through the glass, we'd kind of joke a little bit um, because he was in Iowa. Um, you know, I said, Dad, how else could you have seen me every day? Because right. it, it was difficult to get over there every single day. But once COVID hit and I knew about that possibility of isolation, I knew, you know, I didn't want him to feel ever feel alone. Or I didn't want him to decline. I wanted to be able to work with the medical professionals collaboratively um, as a team to be able to see if he's slipping. Um, so, so that visual for me every day was great. But we really did have some good dialogue. Yeah. Um, I got to know my father in a way. Um, that I wouldn't have had if, if, if this pandemic had not forced, you know, my hand in getting over there and making sure that he was all right. Um, and, and as I shared with you, uh, you wake up one day and go, wait a minute, I was supposed to be doing that for him. And he was doing that for me. I, I, I was looking forward to, I never felt like I had to go see him. No, it was, I want to go see him. I want to make sure he's okay. Um, and we did. We had short conversations, but we also had some extended um, conversations. And sometimes, Jane, we just sat in silence. Mm-hmm. And that was okay, too. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would have not had those opportunities uh, had it not been for the pandemic. Yeah. Um, we communicated a little bit differently, but we got to communicate. Right. And I got to see him. Yeah. So that was a blessing in disguise. I know. Who, and who would think that yeah. with the pandemic? Yeah. But it, there are some things that came out of it that were yeah. blessings for people, for sure. Absolutely. Well, good. What um, new programs or services or anything upcoming that you want to mention on the air? Sure. So um, my daughter and I are going to return to my father's assisted living community. Um, I know this is going to be uh, airing uh, on Christmas Eve. So as you're listening to this, we'll probably be getting all set up there. Uh, We're going to provide an hour of of music and conversation uh, with the folks over there. So it'll be good to see them all Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I'm going to be playing keyboard at another senior living community uh, this weekend as well. But something that's really encouraging, again, public speaking, not been real um, 
on the forefront here with with COVID. Uh, but I did recently pull together a small uh, group of colleagues. We're going to try to get a speakers bureau going. There are people out there who want to hear about topics. There are people out there who want to put presentations together, but they don't know where to turn. And so mm-hmm. what we're trying to do is maybe create this one-stop shop so that if you know, you know somebody who wants to hear about Medicare, they don't need to call 10 different places to try to find the right professional. They can just call one place and say, hey, this is what we need. This is when we need it. And what I really love is that the people who are going to be involved with this are doing it for all the right reasons. They're they're objective when they're speaking. They just want to get good information out to people. They're not trying to sell anything except the idea that you can do this. You mm-hmm. can You can age successfully And the other thing I want to really make a point of um, to your listeners is it's never too late. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we wake up and think, ah, it's probably too late for that. It isn't too late. No, it's never too late. never too late. Never too late. So those are the the things on the horizon uh, for not just myself, but those people with whom I I collaborate. Mm -hmm. You've already kind of touched on the most rewarding and the most challenging of your work, but do you have some other things to share along those lines? Well, rewarding, you know, yeah, I have, and I can't say enough about it. Um, Most rewarding would be working alongside the incredibly amazing professionals uh, who truly care about the safety and well-being of our older adults, Uh, witnessing firsthand what that collaborative compassion and spirit can do for them and their families. I think, Jane, the most challenging aspect, and again, if uh, we have uh, professionals out there who are listening, I think we, we'd have a lot of head nods going on. But the most challenging aspect would be overcoming the obstacles of process to execute mission. And by that, what I mean is those of us working in the trenches uh, know what can and should be done for our older adults, either because they've told us or because we witness every day, you know, what their journey is about. And um, our intentions are delayed can be delayed. I'm going to say are delayed because I've been in those situations um, or even prevented by all the red tape. I I get pretty frustrated, um, and those who know me understand this, when you have people who are making the decisions um, about somebody else and they don't they don't even know them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the higher up you go, the more disconnected people can become. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make them bad people, but they're putting policies and procedures together that don't necessarily reflect the true picture of, of what's happening. Um, I know I ran into that with my father mm-hmm. uh, and with my mother-in-law on a few different occasions where it's like you just want to say, look, people, I get, and I'm a rule abider. I live by the rules. Me too. Um, I don't have to agree with them, but but I do live by them. Um, but there were times where it was just so obvious mm-hmm. uh, what should have been done in the best interest of the older adult, and you were stopped, you know, because, no, wait, we're not supposed to do that. I, I get where you're coming from, but respectfully, I, I disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a human being, and they should be treated as such at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's probably my greatest challenge in this realm is y- you feel like you're running uphill against the wind some days. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, for your listeners, um, just be assured in knowing that we're going to keep running up the hill mm-hmm. uh, because we want to make sure that you and those who love you have the best life possible. Mm-hmm. So, Excellent. Um, do you have contact information for our listeners? I do, actually. Um, 
you can get a hold of me several ways. I'm kind of old school, so um, I'm going to get my phone number first because... You know, that's awesome because <laughs> a lot of our listeners don't have internet, so I love that. I, I totally get it, and I empathize with all of you because even though I know computers and, and all the rest, um, I am the old-fashioned gal who wants to pick up the phone and call somebody uh, if I need to visit with them. So uh, jot this down, 402-661-9611, and... Um, yeah, you can call anytime if I don't pick up, just leave a voicemail and I will certainly get back to you. Uh, again, the Art of Aging Incorporated, the website, uh, for those of you who are online, uh, artofagingink.com. And then my email address is Kathy with a C, C-A-T-H-Y at artofagingink.com. Any of those ways will work. Excellent. And I'm going to give your phone number again, 402-661-9611. And of course, our listeners know they can always call here if they didn't get that information down, and we will give it to them and share it with them also. So Perfect. Thank Perfect. you so much for coming in, Kathy. It's been such a pleasure to know you um, over the last five years. And I'm, I may keep coming back because I just will miss the people. I know I will. Well, Jane, I got to tell you, and we talked about this after our most recent meeting, you know, it's good for us to be able to uh, see what life is like mm-hmm. on the other side. So for mm-hmm. people like you who've been so hard at work um, for so many years doing for others, um, to be able to have you step away from that, and your your heart will never step away from it, but but to have you physically step away and, and come back to us um, and let us know how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're, we're there for you. Um, we'd love to see you, and we'd welcome you with open arms. Good. Well, I'll throw it back to Ryan. Our time is up. Thank you very much for tuning in. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.